You are listening to episode 203 of This Is Type 1. Today, I am interviewing Jessie about her experience going to nationals on a Division I rugby team. Okay, Jessie, when did you find out that your team was going to nationals? So we found out our Boise State tournament. So we went to Boise State University and played... Boise. So we didn't know this at the time, but either way, even if we just showed up and didn't even play at this tournament, we were qualifying for nationals. And so since we showed up, we were like, oh, let's play our hearts out. And we played our hearts out. We went against Boise State because us and Boise State were the only two teams from that tournament that were qualifying for this nationals tournament. So we beat them by, I think it was two points basically. And our coach gets us over to the sidelines. We're all exhausted and tired. And he goes, we qualified for nationals. And none of us like connected it. And we were like, yeah. And like, no one really like celebrated or like, oh, we're going to national. It was more of, oh, that's nice. <laughs> So it never set in until the drive home and we were all looking at each other or at least in my car and we're like, we're going to nationals. And my other teammate looks at me and she's like, yeah, we were already going to go. I don't know why he said it like that. That was like, okay, cool. So then three weeks later, we went to nationals. So I know there was a question about you in particular being able to go because you had like more teammates than could fit on the team or something. So when did you find out that you specifically would be going to nationals? So we found out on the nationals roster about a week before we went. So we had two weeks of who's going where, like we didn't know who was going because you can only bring 12 players, but we had 15 people on our team basically, who were like able to go, who said yes, who raised the money and everything. So we only took 12 and I found out about a week before the Wednesday before we left. So I had a week to pack and get everything ready. And it was quite stressful, but it was a lot of fun. Did you actually miss a lot of school or like, how did, how does that work when you're going to a tournament for your school when you're still in class? (laughs) So it was really interesting since I got lucky enough to where I didn't have to take any exams that week or anything that we were going to be gone for. So we left on Wednesday, got back on Sunday. So I missed Wednesday, Thursday, Friday of classes. So basically the way that works is that since we're school sponsor, we're representing the school, the professors kind of have to let us go. So our one of our coaches is a professor at the university. So she wrote a letter explaining like, hey... She's going to go to nationals. Here's her paper saying she's going to go to nationals. Please work with us and let us know. I had a quiz actually during nationals time that got proctored by her. So she just sat as I did it and like went through all my notes and did it really easily and really quickly. And it was good. Huh. Okay. Yeah. What was the trip itself to... So the nationals happened in Washington, D.C. Mm-hmm. What was it like to get there with a rugby team it was quite the experience it was very it reminded me a lot of like field trips that you go on like elementary school but also not because we also went to chick-fil-a by ourselves or would go get food by ourselves and like being actual adults just traveling together so it was actually a lot of fun we got to 
me and my teammates all got to be in the same room together and we all were pretty much attached to the, at the hip unless we didn't want to be and then we could kind of do our own thing. So it was really interesting in that regard. How did you prepare for the tournament? A lot of nerves <laughs> hit me. I mean, I knew I wasn't going to be a starter for this tournament just because, I mean, there's a lot of senior girls. It's a quick game. And also I'm not the best one on the team. So putting our best players first at nationals is more important than getting me playing time and everything. But what I did to prepare was mainly checking my blood sugars, making sure it was good, having a lot of snacks. And then I get really bad shin splints, even if I don't play, like walking around on those gravels and all the gravel and walking this way and that way. So I had to go to the athletic trainer and just get my shins taped up. And once we were good to go, that was about it. There isn't like much prep for rugby. It's more of like, oh, let's go warm up as a team and then hit the fields. You're playing. When you were explaining the whole pre-tournament process to me, you're like, we're practicing on this day and this day. And then we have like five minutes of rest (laughs) on this day. And then we're traveling for two days in a row. And then we're practicing again. I'm like, when do you have time to breathe? (laughs) That was a great question. We didn't do a lot of that. We didn't. It was mainly so scheduled that we didn't have time to think about it. And I think that was a huge plus because it gave me a chance to just get into like the zone of like, okay, this is what we're doing. This is what we're doing. This is what we're doing. Like back to back to back to back. And then it was super easy. Like I didn't have to like think about it or think about anything except for I'm here, let's be present and it's game time. Like that's all I thought about pretty much the entire weekend. How did you sleep both in the days leading up to the games and on the trip itself? So the about a couple of days before we left, I didn't get a lot of sleep because I was more so freaking out about like, oh my God, I get to go travel. Oh my God, I'm going to nationals. Oh my God, I have so much schoolwork. Why the hell am I going to nationals now? <laughs> Like who, whose idea was this to actually sign up to go? So yeah, going the days before I didn't get a ton of sleep getting on the plane. I just literally fell asleep within five minutes of the plane taking off during the trip. It was so exhausting that I just fell asleep. You know, you just hit the point of like, oh my God, I'm so tired that you just like, you don't even think about it. You just go to sleep. And then the Day of our last game was really emotional because it's like you're saying goodbye to all the seniors, all the people who taught me how to play rugby. I I have to say goodbye to. They're all graduating, which honestly, congratulations to them. They did such an amazing job. And it's just, I slept really good. I was really happy. Didn't sleep great that night because I wasn't as exhausted as all the other days, but you slept when you could and where you could. And then you just figured it out from there. So a side question, since your team finished in top 10, how many teams actually made it to nationals? I've heard a couple of different statistics from both the my coach, the nationals page, and their Instagram is all kind of conflicting. For us in our division, I believe there was 16 different teams. And that was at the highest division that you could play at for this nationals tournament. That's pretty cool. Yeah, really awesome. awesome. <laughs> okay, how are your blood sugars for the tournament? Not great. <laughs> Be really honest about that. My CGM worked great. It was such a blessing to have that and like have it fully charged and the timing worked out great. Then so basically we got on the plane. I was like, okay, cool. My blood sugar is going to go high during this just because of the cabin pressure and like all the changes. 
And then I didn't go low a ton. I went low a little bit, but not a ton. I was more so either 250 or above between 250 and 300 for like most of the weekend, which I kind of expected. I'm not going to lie. I mean, there was a couple of times where we were walking around so much in the mall, the mall, the mall of America, like outside and well, we not, not the Mall of America. The Mall of America is in uh, yeah. Minnesota. We're talking about the National Mall in Washington. National Mall. Thank you. Yes, I can. Yes. Yeah. So walking around there, it really took a toll on my blood sugars. And like, I think we did five miles, like just walking around. It was impressive, yep. but it took a toll on me after that because I just, my blood sugars just kept like going low and then they would get up and then go low again and then get up yeah. and then go low during the actual tournament they were fine they were like in the range from what i was talking about in episode 198 if you guys want to hear about the range and rugby and i've been to dc twice and both times walking around a lot yep blood sugar tanks it's fantastic the first trip to dc no cgm second trip yes cgm (laughs) good 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 did you notice higher or lower numbers because of the adrenaline and the cortisol from being at nationals specifically, like you're on this national stage for a sports tournament. Mm-hmm. I was more so noticing that blood sugar wise, I don't think it was caused by the, I, yeah, my blood sugars were higher because of stress and adrenaline and mainly like thinking, oh my God, my parents are watching this. Oh my God, my friends are all watching. I was more so stressed about them watching it and watching me play than I was about actually playing the game. And then once I got into the zone of like, okay, let me tackle, let me get tackled. I was a lot calmer and didn't really think about it at that point. Was it televised? Yeah, kind of. Well, it wasn't on television, but they put it on the national rugby page. If you go on their YouTube, I think it's collegiate nationals, 2023, seven season on YouTube. You can find like most of the games, except for the days that it hurricaned, because then they couldn't film it. So, oh, okay. Yeah. Well, we'll have to put the link to that in the show notes so that all of our <laughs> listeners can go watch Jesse play nationals. Ah, it was so stressful. How many games did you actually play? I played in two of the four that two we played. Four. Yeah. So we had all of our seniors, our, all of our starters did such a great job that I was only needed if we were losing really, really bad. Or if we were running, winning by a lot, we really didn't have to worry about it. But I'm really thankful to my coach to like get me able to play on the nas- at nationals. So that was really, really cool. Did anything catastrophic happen either to you specifically diabetes wise or anybody else, maybe not on your team? I think there was a girl who broke her neck. What? <laughs> yeah, I don't, I wasn't there for that. I, so I don't know how true this is, but we saw a girl on uh, when we were getting out of the game and she was like in a full neck brace on the ground on a gurney. And she was like, I can't feel things. And we were, I, I just walked away because I was like, I'm not needed here. And I'm just going to be a nuisance if I am standing here because it's just like really bad. So I don't know how much of what it was, but it looked really bad. I mean, there is always an ambulance on site anyways, just because it's rugby, it's a violent sport. People can get really messed up if you don't play it right. So I don't know what happened, but I I think it was her neck or her back that got messed up pretty bad. So they had to take her to the hospital. And then our second day of playing, so Saturday, it hurricaned. There was a huge hurricane off of the coast. So 
we're playing in sand. It's awful. We're all sopping wet. Like we couldn't get dry. We smelled like wet dogs on the way back to the hotel. And so the, like an hour after we got back, they still had like another two or three hours worth of tournaments after that point. And they announced that they were canceling all of the tournaments for that day. And then the weather got even worse so that the last day of the tournament, so all of the boys were still playing. They still had to do all of their qualifiers, pre-qualifiers, like all of that stuff, like the final stuff. They canceled all of that because it was so bad, except for the top two games in each division that was playing. And there was like six divisions. So there's still a lot of games being played, but it was only in one stadium. Did you get to watch any of the other games that your team wasn't playing? I, we watched a few. We watched Brown win. So that was huge. We were all rooting for Brown in all honesty. We really wanted them to win. They were like such a powerhouse on the field. They had such like great character, great hype. Like they were, they were insane. They were the beast of the, like the whole stadium. You wanted to, they made you want to cheer for them. So we got to watch a lot of that. There was some downtime. Where we got to watch, I think it was Army versus Navy, Brown, Penn State. We watched a couple of guys' games, but ours are better. Women's are better. <laughs> Women's are a little bit better. Yes, it is. <laughs> so that was really fun. We got to see a lot of that. And we got to see like people who play at a higher level than us. And that was incredible to see because that was such a huge like learning curve of this is what we could get to. We just have to apply ourselves. What are some things that you did specifically leading up to nationals that helped you prepare both physically and mentally? Physically, I actually stopped going to the gym as much because I realized I was taking a lot of time at the gym and it was not helping me in practice the way that I wanted it to. So instead of going to the gym, I would do yoga instead and work on my flexibility And taking a break, honestly, from the gym made my body heal a lot faster because I wasn't pushing it to the most extreme that it could. I mean, sure, I could have like been able to lift five pounds heavier by the time nationals came around or something, but I couldn't, I didn't want to force anything that wasn't there. So I'm back in the gym now. I'm happy being back in the gym. Mentally, I mainly just focused on school. I mean, there's not like a lot of time to where you can sit and worry about things that are, are out of your control when you're almost like the last three weeks of school, you're going to nationals and, you know, it's a really hard major and you're trying to get everything lined up all in the next couple of days and raise $20,000 to go to nationals, you know? So it was a lot of not really like worrying about anything. It was more so of, I got in the mode of just like, okay, we're going and we're, we're running, we're keep going. Like, that's all you could think about was just, what's the next thing. So you're going to be a, a junior next year, right? Yes. Are you planning to go again to nationals if it, if it gets to that stage? If we get to that stage, hopefully we'll go to nationals twice next year. Once for 15s and once for 7s. So fingers wow. crossed we get to that point. <laughs> Is there a difference in when during the year that takes place? Yeah. So for 15s, that would be about December. And then for 7s, that's going to be in May. Oh man, I would not want to be in Washington DC in December when it's freezing out. <laughs> I don't want to be in Montana in December and it's freezing out. <laughs> well, I mean, you get kind of bad situation either way, but <laughs> yeah. No, well, with nationals too, they move locations around. So there oh, was okay. the other nationals tournament that was happening for collegiate rugby was in 
Austin. It was either in Austin or Dallas. And I cannot remember which was which. But yeah, so it was either one of those two where it was. So it moves around every year. I mean, last year, I think it, or a couple of years ago, it was in Nebraska. So. Huh. Okay. Yeah. Who knows? Maybe you'll be in a semi-warm part of the state next year or country next year. Yep. That would be great. (laughs) Okay. Last question. What would you do differently or tell another type one diabetic who is playing rugby to watch out for based on what you learned at nationals? Don't be so hard on yourself. Like if you don't get a ton of playing time, like I didn't, I was super hard on myself. And then I started thinking about it. I was like, why am I being so hard on myself? I'm playing at the highest. I'm here. I'm at nationals at the highest level. Why am I being so hard on myself? Like I made it. Even if you don't get to that point as a diabetic and you're working towards a goal and you're not like, oh, I'm doing awful because I'm not at the highest level. Okay. So you're doing something that you love. For me personally, I had to be like, you have to change your mindset because this is not a mindset where you can like achieve anything or do anything even higher if you're just so stuck at like, oh my God, I'm not good enough because I'm not playing as much or not doing something as much or, oh my God, my blood sugar is so high right now and I just can't think about it. Well, take a second and then say where you are, say what you're doing, be present for five minutes and then go back to fix the problem. So yeah, that's it. Well said, Jesse. Thank you for sharing your experience at nationals. It's been really cool. (laughs) Anytime. Hopefully next year I'll have more experiences to share. And you'll maybe have played in more games. I hope so. All right, listeners, now it is your turn. What cool things have you gotten to experience in spite of having type 1 diabetes? We would love to hear about those either in the Half Dead Pancreas Club or on Instagram. Remember, you control your diabetes. It doesn't control you. Hey, if you like what you're listening to on this podcast, you have to join us in the Half Dead Pancreas Club. It's my private community where you'll connect face-to-face with other people with type 1 diabetes, get personalized emotional support, and learn how to handle anything T1D throws at you. Join us over at inspiredforward.com community. I can't wait to see you there.